Hi, welcome to Authentic Conversation with Kim. I pray all is well with you. I'm hoping that you guys are practicing civil obedience, that um, you're doing what you're supposed to do, what you can do, and even some of the things that you want to do. I am hoping. Um, Again, lately, I don't know what's been going on. Like, I did a podcast, and then I was attempting to um, work on the... I was trimming something because I said something, and I was like, that's not right. And which I... Not that I seldom say things that's not right, but I just felt like it was just totally not right. Not in um, context of what I was meaning. And so I was trying to... um, trim it and it took me like a minute to do that well like maybe five uh ten but whatever and then after I did all of that and then I was able to I was I finally got it good 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 then I went to um go add to the section that I trimmed and now it's not even there and I'm like oh devil you a lie you a lie you a lie <laughs> is hallelujah but um so here I go again having to um remember hopefully remember um what I said and that's the thing so that's why it's not good to lie because when you lie like you got to go through a whole bunch of stuff in order to try to remember and track and keep up with all your lies. And it's like this just snowball effect. It's just, it gets bad. It gets real bad. And so, and again, even about creation, like when you create something and I know I'm an artist. So one of the things that, um, you know, and people who are artists that paint, that sculpt, that do various things in art, even music is a form of art, you know, um, you hate when it gets messed up or it's hard for you to part with it. Um, and then, you know, you have this, this vulnerability because you're sharing it and you're putting it out there and, you know, people get to like it or not like it, you know, and that's the level of vulnerability. But the one thing is that if you created it once, you could create it again because that's what makes you the artist. You know what I'm saying? But everybody knows that, you know, each painting is not going to be duplicated. Even if you, you know, was tracing it or whatever, it's going to always be something because it's an original, you know. Um, And so that's how I look at my podcast, like originals. They're originals. Um. And so, um, yeah, got to be original. Oh, I changed my um, profile picture. Speaking of original, um, I took the picture. So I want to give credit to the person who drew the picture. Um, But I changed my profile picture on the podcast. So I hope you guys like it. Um, I don't know. I just was drawn to it. Um, and so that's what it'll be for right now. And I thought it was time for it to change. And I remember the one that I first started with was Four Monkeys, which was Hear No Evil, See No Evil, 
speak no evil and do no evil. And I thought um, my audience was different. And so I changed it and um, then my audience became different again. So it is going to be, we'll see what audience I gather now being that I changed it, but that's the thing with this, like, you know, you got to play with it. You got to um, try different things in order to see what actually works, what people gravitate towards. Um, and again, you know, um, I feel the people who are supposed to hear it and the people who are supposed to um, chime in will, you know, um, and I'm okay with that. I'm I'm really, really okay with that. I know I... Um, I took a chance in starting a podcast, and I'm glad that I did. You know, it's been very therapeutic for me. Um, This is not near or close to what I was talking about prior to, but um, I'm glad I took a chance, and I'm glad that I do have um listeners. I'm glad that people do chime in, um, and I'm hoping that it is... um as it is a part of your day that is helping your day, that is, you know, giving you a moment in a day that will be reflective and revelatory and um, a blessing to you. And so thank you as always for listening and I appreciate you. So what I was saying, (laughs) what I was saying was um, that this is week three, week three of this pandemic. And I didn't know that I would be starting a series on this. And I'm hoping that it'll be a short series. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I mean, like that's the word, right? That we can use. Oh my goodness. Because this is crazy. But the thing about pandemics, I guess that's supposed to be crazy. And then I said, you know, you know, having this fear, healthy fear, you know, um, a reverence fear of the things that are out and about because as much as it was a beautiful day and we've had beautiful days and we'll have more beautiful days and what we often classify as a beautiful day is um, one, no rain, two, no snow, (laughs) Um, three, um, sunshine, you know, more or less warmth, you know, no pollen, um, and, you know, just being able to sit outside and, you know, roll your windows down, put your windows up, get some fresh air. You know, we normally classify those as beautiful days. It's nice outside, you know, but it's nice outside, but it's not nice outside right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice. It's beautiful. You open the windows like, oh, hallelujah, it's nice. And then you go outside and you're like, Lord, have mercy, cover me. <laughs> keep me, Lord, keep me, keep me, keep me. And so um, that's what we're experiencing right now. That's what's happening. And I feel like, you know, you have some people who, um, and I've had discussions with other people, so this is not just totally me and my own thoughts, but it's being said that, you know, people aren't taking it as seriously as it should be taken. And therefore, it's not, in my mind, a healthy fear. It's not a reverence for what is going on and what's happening. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if people just feel that they're invincible or that, you know, um, it's not a big deal, but the way it looks, it's a big deal. And so we have to be mindful of it, you know, and not a 
tormenting fear, not a satanic tormenting fear, not a superstitious fear, but a godly reverence fear. You know, I remember when we were young and, you know, when it rained and we were down south and it rained further down south when it rained that um you turned off the lights and you sat down somewhere <laughs> hallelujah and you allowed God to handle his business you know and that was a healthy fear you know a reverence for it. it's different now because you know our wiring and stuff like that is underground and everything and even for the most part it's still you know nice to be still and quiet and peaceful while um things are happening but um that's what we did and i think this is now one of those times where you know sit down and allow God to handle his business. And one of the conversations that I had today, social distance conversation, but one of the, and a long distance conversation, but one of the um, conversations we were having is that they didn't understand how, you know, people have a tendency to blame God and why they not blame a Satan and saying that, you know, he just, you know, dealing with the people that, he need to deal with and you know it sounds harsh on either side it sounds harsh you know whether it's God or whether it's the enemy you know that is harsh the whole pandemic because it's impacting a whole a whole world is impacting many people many industries it's just a, a grave impact and so whoever the culprit is and as I mentioned you know God is still over Satan, so he's allowing it to happen. And if he's allowing it to happen, it has to be some reason. And so, therefore, definitely we should have some healthy fear. You know, Scripture says that the beginning of the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so, you know, when we start acknowledging Hallelujah, God, in a way of being sovereign. And, you know, there's some rules and some principles and some things that's in place that we just ought to aim to abide by. Like, we've gotten so far from it. And, you know, it's it's like, how do you will back? You don't will back. You know what I mean? You just have to really, like, gut and start over kind of thing because there is no going back. And even in that, how do you start over? And I feel like, you know, the repentance that people are calling for and that we need to do, you know, personally, personal, and then, you know, publicly, and then um, together. You understand what I'm saying? Like, those things need to happen. I mentioned the Tower of Babel, I want to say it is, in the Bible, whereas these people were building and they said that they was building a tower and the Lord God, you know, saw that they were building it and said that if he, if they continue to build because they were in unity, that they would be like God, they would be there, they would be up there kind of thing. And so... It got his attention because they were in unity. And I feel like a lot of times that 
we are so in opposition of things. And scripture clearly says a house divided cannot stand. And we have a lot of division in what practices and what principles and, you know, what we should do and who should be able to do it and who should be allowed to do it. And if this is okay and if that's okay. And it has caused, you know, a disruption, in my opinion, in the hemisphere, in the atmosphere, and <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and in the in the in the political sphere, like it's just a disruption, which you know is literally Pandora's box causing a pandemic, and it's 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 wild. It's wild. That's the word that I have right now. It's wild. Because you have various people not being cohesive as to what decision we're going to move in in order to minimize and face this thing together. Because together we're experiencing it. So together... I feel that we need to face it. And so I, you know, I know people kind of be like, well, what's the point of praying? And you know why? Because God, that was another thing, you know, God didn't give me what I wanted. And so therefore I'm not praying to him, but I thought about, you know, it's not about God not giving us what we want. It's about what are we offering God? What are we giving him? You know, when Cain and Abel had the duty of sacrifice and Cain's sacrifice was unacceptable to God. He acknowledged that and he told him that it was unacceptable. So Cain gets mad and now he wants to go and slew his brother. And so then he's like, why is your brother's blood um, calling me? You know, and it's like these, these acts that we have performed towards humanity, towards one another. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, being acknowledged and dealt with in a sense. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I look at it. And it may be a stretch, but it has to be something divine, something super, because it's the world. It's not just this place or that place. And it's been these places in, the, in different ways, it's been these places, if we think about it, it's been these places at different moments in history and in time and in most recent times. However, now, collectively, these places are dealing with something that's the same. And no one is able to say, let's come together and figure out together how do we target this thing whereas it will not attach itself to any more people and the people who it has attached itself to that we can help rid them of it in order for us to be healthy and whole you understand what I mean and granted individually we do make decisions you know like right now you are making a decision to go outside. You know what I'm saying? It's still a decision. And granted, yeah, we have to, for the most part, some people have to, most of the people have to, you know, even prior to, you know, get your list, get your stuff together, you know, because so you don't have to, you know, it's decision that we make. And 
because of those decisions, we face, you know, some penalty, if you will, or some consequence, if you will, or endanger, you know, ourselves at times if we're not careful. And that's the thing that I speak about all the time, like decisions and, you know, aiming to be careful. And granted, I have times made decisions, you know, that may have been, you know, crazy or, you know, off the chain or whatever. And it's nothing but the grace and the mercy of God that has covered me in those decisions or have graced me. And I think sometimes we do that too. Like we know that God is going to get us out of this, you know, and if we call on him, if we pray, if we turn, you know, he'll get us out because that's just the kind of guy he is. He's merciful and um, slow to anger, um, full of compassion, you know, love us so much that he will, you know. But again, if we don't do those things by calling him and asking him and, you know, beseeching him on behalf of humanity and humankind and personal and um personal needs and collective needs, then, you know, he's not obligated to do anything but watch us. You know what I'm saying? Or show up when he's ready to show up. And, you know, and at what time and when will he do that? And so I call on him and I'm calling on him on behalf of the world. You know what I'm saying? And who am I? You know, I'm just one person. And that's why you have so many other people right now that's calling on him collectively and together because, you know, prayerfully we can move upon his heart because even if he didn't create it, even if he allowed it, you know what I'm saying? Even if he did create it, he can stop it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just hallelujah. That's just how I perceive it to be. And, you know, when the people of Israel, you know, and we talk about nations, like the Bible is always talking about nations. And so if we classify this as nations and which are nations, you know, even when the nations went awry and he told them not to do certain things and they did certain things and he put them in captivity and this happened and that happened, you know, after a certain time period, you know, because of the people, you get tired. Like, nobody wants to be oppressed and nobody wants to be, like, stuck in a house. And nobody wants to be, you know, out. Like, just nobody wants to be that way, really. Nobody. I know I don't. So, you know, because of that, you're pressed to call on him. You're pressed. And so, at some point, you know, he he answered, you know, after he felt, okay, you learned. You, I, I think you got it. You got it? And so after that, then, you know, he was able to restore the people back to their homes, uh, back to the rightful positions, back to the places and stuff like that. And unfortunately, yeah, there were casualties. Unfortunately, there were some people who did not make it for various reasons. But that's why I even encourage us to read the Bible and to read the stories because, you know, if indeed, as I believe this to be true and the word to be unfallible and this is the thing you know everything it says what it how's it say it's a statement everything is true but everything is not a statement of truth so when they say that it's like depending on the culture and the time it was true then but it may not be true now in reference to certain 
actions and behaviors, however, God in him, of himself is true and consistent. So the scripture says he changes not. So whatever his mannerisms and his responses and his behaviors to whether it be sin or whether it be blessings or whether it be um, relationship, that still remains the same. So we have to search that out and we have to find out how is it applicable to us in this time because there are transcendent principles um, biblically. And so those are the things that um, I was thinking about. And again, when I do a podcast, um, I am just literally, you know, calm, chilling, speaking, let's breathe, speaking um, to you guys and with you. But yeah, this is happening and um I'm not gonna say I'm not happy about it, but it is different. It's real different. It's just weird. Um, because it's nice outside, but it's not nice outside. You know what I mean? Um And so, imagine my face.